0: Welcome
1: back, I'm Heather Carroll.
0: And I am Chris Euler.
1: Thank you for joining us this morning. We're broadcasting today from Lux Candle Factory. I like to say factory instead of company. Oh
0: yeah, it sounds cooler. It
1: is so cool. Like,
0: because a company just... To me, sells things, but a factory, you're doing things. We're making right? things we're making here, things, right? We're,
1: they're making candles here, and we're broadcasting from the factory. It's pretty cool. Pretty darn cool, and uh, that factory is in Ipswich, South Dakota, which is near Aberdeen, South Dakota, and we, it's, it's fun to get on um, different into different places to broadcast. And a lot of these candles, he said, ninety percent going to churches
0: absolutely that's super cool like to think that like where we're at here right here and then he also mentioned too that some even go over to rome like
1: i know it's
0: crazy like the churches that receive these candles and then the can what the candles see too if the candles could have eyes the amazing things that they get to see throughout our our world our country about encountering jesus and the sacraments and
1: Pretty pretty amazing that's a pretty good job
0: oh yeah i wonder I would. if he'd hire me <laughs> hey, there you go <laughs> i mean <laughs> I, I, I
1: could dip a candle oh yeah
0: i can't <laughs> imagine it's like something too crazy oh you know?
1: there's a phone ringing in the office
0: That's our phone. That's our phone.
1: That's our phone. They're calling us. We don't have to answer that one, but this (laughs) one we do. (laughs) Because that means it's straight talk time, folks. Father Darren Schmidt is here with us to help answer any questions that you might have on the faith or current events. Our number is 877 7950122. Again, the number is 877 7950122. You can submit any questions that you might have. By calling in or even through Facebook. I know I asked a Facebook question last week, I'll admit it. Oh, cool. Yeah.
0: I've never actually asked a question on this via phone call or Facebook. I've done it face-to-face, but I'm with a priest right here for Trade Talk. Well, but
1: now is your opportunity. Now's an
0: opportunity. <laughs> But I suppose I suppose we'll let other people call in if they really want.
1: That's right. The number is 877 795 0122. 877 795 0122. We've got Father Darren Schmidt. Thank you Father Darren for stepping in this morning for Father Tim Smith. I'm sure a lot of people are expecting his voice, but they got stuck with us. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Well, thank Uh, you for filling in. It wasn't
2: too long to drive, so...
1: So how you moved at the same time Father Tim Smith moved.
2: Yeah, and we actually were assigned at the cathedral together. Mm -hmm. So with Father uh, J.P. Morgan, who uh, Mike was talking about in the earlier segment, Uh, we were all there at the cathedral. I was sort of... uh,
1: You had a special job.
2: Yeah, I was a lot of times driving with the bishop to confirmations, and so I was the uh, master of ceremonies for the diocese, but as much as I could, um, helping out with the day-to-day stuff at the cathedral as well, which is a very busy parish for a number of reasons. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was good. And then so we're both uh, pastors now, uh, at our first uh pastorates and um i 'm in hoven and Baudel the uh, kind of a misnomer they call the church in Hoven the cathedral on the prairie but yeah it 's really not a, c- a cathedral cathedral's oh, okay. where the bishop's chair is and so
1: how far is that from here
2: so that's uh hoven's probably about an hour Baudel is half an hour, and so. I've got both I'm of gonna those I'm going to have to
1: parishes. take a detour and stop by because I have heard that about oh Boven.
0: It's stunning. St. Anthony's, correct? Yeah, Saint beautiful Anthony's. church. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And you guys know
2: we're all gearing up for the uh, concerts, uh, Christmas on the Prairie, and we call uh-huh. ours. And so that's uh, December eighth in the afternoon, three p.m. But they get a uh, choir from, I think, Aberdeen, yeah. NSU, or wow, or I
0: figured I th- think it's a variety from the area, yeah, yeah from and my understanding.
2: Uh, uh, South Dakota State Orchestra plays wow. as well. Amazing.
1: Yeah. When, are, when are the dates for that? Let's do a That's plug while you're here. <laughs> December
2: 8th at 3 p.m. And so you can call. Uh, there's a number to call if you... Find our website, or uh, but Noreen Gloat is the one cool. who sells tickets for that.
1: Very good. Well, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk. We've got Father Darren Schmidt in the hot seat this morning. Our phone number is 877 795 Again, 877 122 Okay, so we've got two questions on deck. Phil on Facebook... How does how does one battle habitual sin? Sometimes I wonder if they should install a revolving door on the confessional.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> it's difficult. I mean, because a lot of times the sin is a symptom of of something something else that. That needs work in our lives, and and so a lot of times uh, there are sins that we might turn to as ways of dealing with stress, as ways of of dealing with um, just difficulties in relationships, and so uh, there are deeper issues and causes that that need need to be addressed, and what we're um, a lot of times, the sins we continue to fall into, um, that might not be, I mean, that's the surface level, what we mm-hmm. see and experience, but there's usually something else. And so uh, a lot of times it's it's a matter of um, having a more discipline in our own uh, just basic disciplines like, I don't know, getting enough sleep, getting exercise on a regular basis, having a schedule of prayer that is consistent and that we can stick to it on a daily basis. Uh, but then all the other social aspects of just having Friends that we can really open up with, and can keep us accountable with things that we struggle with, uh, but that that we're experiencing intimacy with God, but also with other people, so that uh, that when we experience different trials or stresses or things like that, we have more constructive ways of dealing with with difficulties than to turn to the false Mm -hmm. uh, pleasures and sort of quick fix of what seems like a fix uh, in sin. Yeah. Um,
1: Well, and uh, part of my question, I'm going to give out the number one more time just because we're in the middle of straight talk and usually starts a bigger conversation when (laughs) we get into straight talk and... um, the number is 877 again 877 and we're kind of discussing our first question about a revolving door on the confessional for a habitual sin that you do over and over from a priest's perspective um, do you find that annoying i know a lot of people that are like I had to go confess that again to Father. And, you know, they're embarrassed to come to their local priest and admit they did it again and again and again. So as a priest perspective...
2: (laughs) Keep in mind that uh, priests also go to confession, and (laughs) we have the same thoughts. uh, And now with... Being and so far <laughs> Yeah. I got off on my own, it's hard to find priests to hear my confession and so uh yeah, the same sort of things Well, if I go to the same priest is he gonna <laughs> think, You have the
1: same thought?
2: <laughs> think different of differently of me because I've confessed this before or whatever that I haven't I'm not yet perfect, and and I haven't been able to uh, overcome this. But um, yeah, so just that's something to, that's helpful to keep in mind that all the doubts and and uh, insecurities you have about going to confession, <laughs> priests also have those uh, because we go to confession as well. Yeah. Um, And and not to worry that, like, we understand how much is just that we're bombarded by the media and and everything that's coming at us. I mean, even just to try to find something uh, on a computer, on the Internet, uh, it's amazing how quickly you bring up your Facebook page or mm-hmm. Twitter, and any one of us can get distracted so easily and, mm-hmm. and end up spending more time than we want to there, or getting uh, pulled away into things we shouldn't. Uh, so we understand all those things, and and um, and we we keep that in mind when we when we um, yeah, come across um, and hear the same sins. And that's the other thing is, like, we hear the same sins from a lot of different people. <laughs> and so uh, not to think that, oh, my sins are so bad and so special. I mean, they're not that unique when you right. when you... Yeah. Right, think about so don't um,
1: be afraid, yeah, well, very good, so straight talk We're with Father Darren Schmidt, uh the phone number to call in with your questions is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two again, the number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, an anonymous or no, Shara Kara. I'm not sure. And Miriam from (laughs) Rapid City. They want to know who is your favorite saint father and why.
2: My favorite saint. Just one.
1: You only get to pick one. (laughs) That's the hard part. I
2: suppose. (laughs) That is the hard part. (laughs) I'll just uh, usually go back to the saint I chose for confirmation because it narrows it down because I only chose one <laughs> 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 uh, so St. Augustine of Hippo uh' an early church father probably one of the most prolific um, writers or people would sort of record his om- or like they didn't have <laughs> audio yeah, they recording record. they <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah took it shorthand and then wrote him out or whatever um uh, but it's an am- amazing amount of of his writings or, or otherwise that survive, um, and he was probably the, the greatest theologian in the Western Church until Saint Thomas Aquinas. Um, but uh, more of why I chose him was just kind of what we were just talking about too he was someone that really understood and, and experienced a lot of struggles with habitual sin and was able to really to come out of that and to um he only converted i think when he was around 30 years old before that he was never baptized and he wasn't a christian and he was actually, uh, got caught up in a heretical sect that was, uh, that sort of provided him a, a nice excuse for the sins that he committed, uh, but, uh, to say that the body was evil and that it wasn't him choosing these things, but he's sort of forced by, uh, uh, evil material world uh, but then as he uh, he met St. Ambrose his mother was St. Monica whom a lot of us mm-hmm. uh, look to as, as an example of prayer and perseverance uh, for th- all those years she prayed that God would reach uh, Augustine and he did through uh, even through her own example, but also through St. Ambrose and others that, that God put on his path. But for her to persevere for that many years, uh, never giving up hope, uh, is a, a model and an example for, for many of us who know relatives, friends, children, who have fallen away and desire uh, the same for them um yeah augustine if you his confessions he was one of the first people i think even in history to to write an autobiography mm. so when he was named bishop of hippo uh, and succeeded the, the bishop there who was getting too old um a lot of people had questions they sort of heard rumors about his former way of life that he had fathered a child outside of marriage um that uh, and these different things and so he just set about to provide an account of of how he lived and then his conversion and it's one of the most compelling um stories and conversion accounts um that's out there, and one of the first autobiographies that was written. Hmm. Uh, Is it titled
1: under his name?
2: So it's called *The Confessions*, the Confessions. of Saint And A lot of people do look at it in. If you go to a Catholic university, uh, it's in. Like I had three different classes, which I think were pretty common classes for any college st- student. There, but three different classes that looked at least different parts of of his confessions and cuz it's also not written maybe how we would uh, be used to to reading them but he has different uh chapters and and i think the later chapters get into more philosophical questions okay. but um, you know all these things It was also a way for him to look back on all those years where it seemed to him that he was far from God. Mm -hmm. But then to be able to say and to be able to see how God was working and and seeking him all the while he wandered from God.
1: That's awesome. Uh, well, folks, we're in the middle of straight talk and we're getting great questions in for Father Darren Schmidt this morning. Our phone number is 877 795 Again, the number is 877 You can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We're getting some listener questions. I guess they're too shy to... Call us on the phone We're <laughs> not like scary it. folks Not really <laughs> 877-795-0122 Another question we have here for you father As we were cleaning up My dad's house I found a rosary That had 13 sets Of three beads on it I think it's a St. Anthony chaplet rosary Can you tell me more About that chaplet
2: Hmm
1: and if you can't, then just say no. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> there's
2: there are a lot, lot of, of yeah. uh there's, there's also like a, I don't know what that one's called, but one of St. Francis, I think, as well. And then there's a chaplet of the angels mm-hmm. uh, where you pray, and there's prayer for. Each uh, choir of angels and things like that. So those, yeah. But I don't know <laughs> too much well, about and, any of you them. You know,
1: my mom. She runs the mustard seed down in Sioux Falls, and there's like a whole section of chaplets. Yeah. And it's just like just about every saint has a chaplet somehow, and how they come about them, I'm not sure.
2: See, I like the Divine Mercy because. Mm-hmm you could if you have a rosary <laughs> you, can you can do it it, it doubles for <laughs> divine mercy as well right. so a <laughs> but, lot
1: of times we're talking about chaplets and then we're talking about novenas what's the difference between those two things
2: well a chaplet is just it usually has <clears throat> a set of beads that <clears throat> is used in praying it it's prayed whenever Whatever you want to do that, mm-hmm. novena traditionally uh, you would pray it once a day for nine days uh, now a lot of those you could pray a novena leading up to any uh any major feast like uh, and usually the ninth day is usually the day. Before uh, whatever the feast is. So you'd pray for like Christmas. If you want to do a Christmas novena, it would be from, uh, I don't remember now, are you? When you started. The 14th. Yeah, because in Christmas Eve. then you would would end it on Christmas Eve, December 24th. Uh, but there are all sorts. The original novena, where the tradition of nine days comes from, is the the nine days from uh, Ascension Thursday. Now, uh, this comes into when we transfer <laughs> these feasts to Sunday. Yeah. And there's a whole question about that. But uh, the nine days that the apostles and Mary and the other disciples spent in the upper room, waiting and praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Mm. That was the original novena, oh. uh, or those nine days from Ascension Thursday uh, to the vigil of Pentecost. And so that's uh, now you have the Divine Mercy novena starts on Good Friday mm-hmm. to uh, uh, leading up to Divine Mercy Sunday and things like that too.
1: So then chaplets are more separate like a rosary.
2: Yeah. And and, and you can do a rosary novena too. I think that's there's some that are 50 54 days and, and things like that it's hard to for some of us hard to <laughs> stay consistent. No, I uh I really struggle to, with novenas like I'll miss a day and then I but I know. think you can make it up on the next day, and you just do the best you can. And, and
1: well, because uh, I always think, you know, they they tell you that God is of no time, so you know, technically, <laughs> <laughs> technically. I'm finding a loophole, aren't I? Yeah,
0: <laughs> technically, you are right. I I'm guess t- you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're listening to Straight Talk, and we're discussing many things about our Catholic faith. And if you have a question for Father Darren Schmidt this morning, you can call it in at 877 Again, the number is 877 You can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Well, and I think it's interesting. You know, we pray the rosary, and I've talked with Monsignor Mangan about, and he's... You know, our Marian guru in the Catholic (laughs) Diocese of Sioux Falls, at least. But, um, you know, about the development of the rosary, you know, and how it came about and how it actually looks different in other countries and stuff. So I find chaplets kind of interesting how they're just kind of, I'm sure, I don't know where people invent them.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. It's well, it's the same. It's
1: kind of interesting, though. same
2: happened with the stations of the cross. Now, they were eventually codified to the sort of 14 stations that we have today, but at one time you'd be able to find, like, um, I don't know, 30, 40, maybe more hmm. stations of the cross, different moments during... Uh, Christ carrying of the cross or the events surrounding that Uh, but like anything that's part of the devotional life of the church and as long as it's not uh, contrary to what we find in scripture and and what uh, the church's liturgy gives us uh, it can be helps and um to bringing the faith uh into our daily lives and and helping us to experience many facets of inexhaustible mysteries of of our faith
1: well and i think there's something out there for everyone absolutely if you can't find it keep looking right
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, there's something there for every struggle, for everything you're going through, or for every joy. Right, yeah. for every saint, probably.
1: Well, and some people, so. you know, struggle saying the rosary every day, and other people love a different form of prayer. I mean, there's so many different right avenues. So,
0: God calls us all to be saved, just not in the same way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. Well, folks, you're listening to Straight Talk during Real Presence Live. We're with Father Darren Schmidt this morning. We're broadcasting from Ipswich, South Dakota. The number is 8777950122. The number is 8777950122. An interesting question from the gospel reading this past Sunday is the good thief from the gospel reading known in the church as a saint? Yes. Do we even know his name?
2: Well, we give him the name of Dismas. St. Dismas uh, I believe the other thief Known as Gesmas I'm not sure exactly where those Names come from Uh, But yeah he is Like I've got Roman Martyrology Which lists um, All the saints And the days on which they died I forget when we We think Uh, He died, of course, would have been Good Friday as well. But the original Good Friday is sometime around. um, The Annunciation, I believe, or or what am I thinking of? Yeah, March 25th, Um, somewhere in that area. Um, Yeah, tradition gives him the name of Dismas. Uh, not much else is known about him there are some private revelations like um, Anne Catherine Emmerich uh, she has if you've seen the Dolorous Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ I think she's the author of that these are different visions that she has she's a mystic um Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich um She has some more backstories to some of these uh, uh, people that we just get a a short glimpse of in in the gospel accounts. Um, Trying to remember what she says about Dismas. Actually, he might. Stories she had about him. Now, this is not uh, (laughs) canonical or anything. (laughs) <laughs> part of uh, something that Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich saw in her prayers on the uh, in the scriptures just that uh that uh Mary uh, the mother of, of Jesus and 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 then this mother a mother of of Dismas that they had actually met uh, earlier when when both of them were kids and that Dismas had leprosy but that uh, Mary bathed Jesus in some water and then they bathed Dismas uh, in the same water afterwards and he was cleansed of leprosy hmm. now it's an interesting story um obviously not part of the scriptures or anything but
1: it makes, it makes you but it, question yeah, that
2: makes you wonder well yeah. maybe they did meet before and, and Dismas just got off the path uh, but uh, was able to meet Jesus there in the end and and that's an amazing amazing hope that is there for all of us that that even uh in the Our last moments, God is seeking us and providing opportunities. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and I find it interesting because as a, you know, as a young kid, I always thought of Jesus kind of being like Superman. So like, remember when Superman was a kid and he's doing all these incredible things? You know, like picking up the car or whatever and, uh, at the farm and whatnot. And I always think, I wonder if stuff like that, you know, even though he wasn't called into his public ministry until he was older, I wonder if strange things ever happened when he was a I kid.
2: not
1: <laughs> It'd be interesting to know. Strange things, but...
2: The one glimpse we have in the Gospels is when he was 12 years old. But just... Uh,
1: It would be interesting to know.
2: Speaking with the elders and asking them questions in the temple. Mm
1: -hmm. Pretty amazing. Well, thank you so much, Father, for joining us today. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you for driving up. There was a a sad event that happened, and so Father Tim Smith uh, had to step away to be with his parishioners, and so uh, that comes first. So, thank you for filling in.
0: Yep. Thank you.
2: Thank
1: you, thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, that was our Straight Talk segment this morning with Father Darren Schmidt. Um, it's been an, a good morning. We got a a little bit of a late start, but it's Monday and a holiday week. So, oh, who cares? amen to
0: that. Yeah, we're just taking it easy.
1: We're just taking it easy right. here. We're, we're broadcasting from. The candle factory, which is so cool, here in Ipswich, Aberdeen, and Father, I'm I'm suggesting you go downstairs to see everything going on down there because I'm gonna probably stay and work. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> A new, new career path. New career- check out my new check out my new workstation. I'm
1: making candles. <laughs> but you know, it's just really cool, and to think about all of the places these candles go it's just exciting to broadcast from different religious places in our communities that i didn't even know existed oh
0: yeah absolutely like i i've heard of this you know and i knew it was out here but to be able to come and see kind of i haven't even seen the whole operation i'm just kind of in a we're in a storage room basically and Like, there's a bunch of wicks behind us and a bunch of boxes of red 15 hour candles and ruby 24 hours. So, I'm like looking around me and seeing. Wow. That
1: looks like a big candle cutter. So, don't put your finger under that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That looks like uh, a little dangerous.
1: (laughs) It does look a little dangerous. (laughs) But you never know where we're going to show up for real presence live.
0: Oh, no. That's for sure. We're here to
1: surprise you, folks.
0: Absolutely.
1: Well, coming up next, I wanted to. Thank everybody who um, wrote in with their questions this morning. This segment is on every morning from 930 um, to 10 Central Time, Monday through Friday. Up next, we're going to be honoring one of our fathers. And later in the show, we'll sit down with Kim Dillon on her beautiful encounter with the Lord in the Eucharist. And we're broadcasting live from from Lux Candle Company in Ipswich, South Dakota. I'm Heather Carroll.
0: And I'm Chris Euler.
1: Stay tuned for more Real Presence Live. We'll be right back.